It's the all new episode of the Blathering, the show that Cat Napsock does in a beanie, even though it's hot. And he's left his fan on, and you might hear fan sound. What are you going to do, everybody? Hi, it's me. This is the podcast first. Some of you might be watching on YouTube, and I think you're wonderful. If you are watching on YouTube, hey, subscribe to the channel. Uh, if I ever get some time off uh, from uh, this other uh, job I'm working and the other things I do, we're going to ramp back up here on the YouTube side. I had a whole series of shorts, ideas, and weekly segments, and I was raring up to go, and then I got a job. And, uh, you know, it's fun working for a YouTube channel, doing some developing stuff. Don't even have to go in the office. It's great. It's wonderful. Uh, and I needed it, but, uh, I, I, you know, I look at some of the things I was especially going to move SNN to YouTube, kind of, sort of, some of the segments and we're going to get to it. Anyways, all I'm saying is subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, super chat, super thanks, watch the game streams on Wednesday, support a young boy's dream of not failing for one more year. That's my career in a nutshell. How Long can I go before we have to pack it in? And sometimes it's the night before and we get an extension on failure. That's what we do around here. And, you know, some might say, well, Ken, maybe you should start looking at it in a more positive light. And, you know, how many more days to you're a worldwide success? Sure. Is that as fun? Believe it in yourself. Is that as fun as waking up every day going, today might be it. The day we finally fail for good. I think that's more fun. I'm not in an actually down mood. I'm actually in a good mood. Maybe that's why I'm being silly. It is getting hot and I'm doing, you You could probably hear my laptop fan more than you hear that fan up there that I'm staring at with just scored in my eyes. But it's uh, it finally turned. The heat finally arrived to the San Fernando Valley. Uh, it, it hasn't been, it's been a cold year, really cold year. And then suddenly we had like four or, the five, four or five of the hottest days in recorded history. Someone should look into that. But I, uh, you know, was enjoying the cold weather. Kept the spiders away a little longer and the spiders came back. In fact, we had a spray, uh, the, the, the company that comes out once a quarter to spray our house. Uh, it's, it's to murder these uh, poor innocent spiders that Grace doesn't want to see. And, you know. It's okay. Well, last night, I, I I have over the years gotten less and less. I was never afraid of spiders. Off put. You know, I don't want to hang out with a spider. Don't like black widows. We get a lot of the brown widows. Uh, don't want to run into a brown recluse. You know, tarantulas. I'm good. You know, we're all good here. Shelob, nope. Eat your orcs. I'll, I'll leave you be. So, but I've never been afraid of them. But uh, I've gotten better at it. Because I've had to take on the the um, job of spider keeper in the house, uh, you know, Grace, I, I, you know, she's not here to defend herself, but so I'll, she, she's really, really afraid of spiders. She doesn't like spiders uh, to a um, at times concerning degree. And uh, we have a, a very nice little tiny front porch, like we're talking three steps. Uh, you know, four foot by four foot porch that leads to the door. It's not like a recreational porch, but it's got like, uh, you know, lattice work. It's got like uh, plants and things growing. She's such a great plant tender. These things are blooming. And it's just like the spiders are like, this is the spot. So sometimes she comes home late from like acting uh, class or, or dance or ballet. Like I get a text. 
honey, I need you to open the door. Speeder is out there, what she calls spiders. And so I got there. And last night, it wasn't a huge spider. It's going to get big, though. And, well, actually, no, it's not. The spray, the spray guys came today. And I witnessed the spider have its last meal. And and that's what's off-putting. The web, the webs are beautiful. If I see a spider and it's getting, it's putting together its web, and I know I'm not going to walk through it, and the spider's up at a, you know, the black widows are on the ground level. That's why they're the a-holes, you know? Uh, the brown widows like to hang out there. The brown widows can go in the trees. Um, you know, trust me, I know from this house. But, you know, if a spider's up there doing its thing, and I, I'm not going to run into it, we got no problem. I got no beef. You're doing this beautiful piece of web art. I'm going to let you live. I'm going to let you do your thing. But last night, and I did a spider, I let it enjoy its final hours. I knew the spray guys were coming today. And I, I don't know the lifespan of spiders anyways. Weeks, days, months, hours, I don't know. And this thing had, it had, it had like a little Frodo wrapped up. It had a little Frodo wrapped up, um, uh, not an actual hobbit, but it had like some kind of moth or a bug or something that it had uh, probably was still alive. Oh, that's, I don't like thinking about this, but I watched it. It had, it had wrapped, it had done the Frodo thing with Shelob. It had wrapped this moth up. Moth was probably saying a prayer to whatever it believed in uh, to get it out of here. And it was not, it, and, and so, uh, Grace and I both decided that maybe the front porch wasn't the best way to get to the front door to come to the house. So we actually opened up the garage door and smuggled in Grace the other way. Uh, but the spiders are coming today. Uh, the, the, but the, excuse me, the spiders are dying today because the, the, the pest uh, folks showed up today. And uh, that's, 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 why, that's not why I'm in a good mood. Six minutes in the show and this asshole's only talked about spiders? What happened to Cat Napsock? He used to go on Schmo's... Schmo's nose with the extra S for whatever reason. People used to always have that. He used to make fun of things. Now he's talking about spiders and he's not even being funny about it. It's my life. This is where I'm at. But I'm in a good mood. Didn't do a show last week. Lot We missed a lot of alien talk. And that's one of the things I'm, that we're not going to wait for. I have a break in my schedule. We are going to do Blathering the Mysteries of Unexplained Edition. Because everywhere I go now, people are talking about these aliens. And more stuff has come out. I actually watched some of the hearings. I watched some of the hearings. I got to tell you something. I don't, it didn't change my opinion on what's been going on. But it's, it's, it's reached high levels. Every, New York Times was talking about it. It was like a podcast. Like, what's with the upswing and all these weird UFO stories? I, I, I don't know. I want to find out with all, all of you. Uh, I ran into... Um, uh, well, when I say ran into, that's weird. I didn't run into, I haven't seen him physically in a couple of years. Our old pal, JTE was texting and he was inviting me to come on a show to talk about Dial of Destiny, a movie I love with all my heart. And it, it hurts me that people don't like the movie. I don't care if you, you have legit reasons or not. I don't care. I just, I care for your heart. Can you not feel, can't art make you feel anything? So many of you are in your head about movies like that. Uh, I, I can't get through to you. Every one of your questions and critiques about these movies has to do with weird things you thought you learned in a screenwriting class or why that kid fly that plane. or It's all dumb stuff. Ask yourself this. What did the movie make me feel? And if it, you didn't feel anything, that's a problem. Anyways, JT was like, hey, man, it's been a while. You want to come on my show uh, to talk about uh, Dial of Destiny? I would have. 
I don't love talking movies on the internet, but I, yeah, I miss that guy. And I said, ah, no, I can't. I said, ah, and I started to say, you probably don't want me on. I'm a bit of an a-hole when it comes to people in our, our business. He goes, no, I listen. And I was, oh man, I'm so sorry. You have to hear me kind of go woke these days. And he's, I don't, you know, he goes, sure. I listen for the alien talk. So JT, if you're listening, I'm convinced you are the alien because your life has been this wonderful existence as yourself in a way that people almost don't believe. So it's like you're an alien. And I can't wait to have you on Mysteries Don't Explain to talk about aliens that you haven't seen. That's the thing. He's, he claims he hasn't seen aliens. And uh, that makes me suspicious because everyone's claiming they got a story these days. Uh, we missed last week, 4th of July. I don't love uh, 4th of July as a holiday to celebrate. I do love it as a historical uh, day event. It has a great importance to the world. A lot changed uh, in the world at that time and beyond. I, I will say this uh, as clear as day, but people will always overlook it or forget it. I, I, I actually really love this country. I really love this country. And I, you know, home of the brave and free, and I want it to be that for everyone. And when you actively have politicians working against that, you actively have big church religious leaders working against that. You don't have the land of the free. You don't have the home of the brave. And uh, but that that aside, it, look look at look what's going on in Paris. That, uh, Paris. Here we are again, France. A uh, real tumultuous situation going on over there. You have um, a, a police shooting that sparked some uh, um, protests, which turned into riots. And I'll say the same thing for theirs. I'll say for anything here. Once it gets to that level, 10, 20% of the people involved that most were there for the original cause. I think the rest are just people jumping on the bandwagon, the very on fire bandwagon. But you look at, uh, I was looking at the story, forget, you know, in, in France, protests and riots and revolutions are, it's just in their DNA. It's what they like doing. It's, it's fun. It's a hobby. Um, but when you look at the issues and you look at the issues, what's going on, uh, what um, uh, people of color in France, particularly those from North Africa, have been facing over there. Uh, the same things that kind of, uh, you know, you feel might be exclusive to uh, America uh, are not necessarily the case. So all that to say, I don't, I love, I, the idea of living in Paris is something that's intriguing to us in this house. The idea of maybe me living in London one day is something that's intriguing to me. I don't, I don't think it's, something that's on the, on the plants, but uh, I don't have rose colored glasses to the rest of the world versus here. You know, uh, I like this country uh, more. I like Los Angeles. I like Burbank. Like I, I, I like it here. And I just think part of my malaise towards a uh, 4th of July holiday is based around the idea of like, can't we do better? I think we could do better. And I'm not just talking about the last two years, four years, six years, six years I, I, the last 200 years or so. I think we could do a little better. Like, we're almost there. And we're still young. This is still an experiment phase. And that's why I like to talk to folks who understand that and are willing to get behind that idea of it's still going. Progress. Change. Move forward. Um I saw something the other day of, you know, the, the, the root of the word conservative is to conserve, to keep the same, to, um, you know, uh, in my mind, hold back any kind of progress because we like what we got. And it's okay to like what you got. 
In fact, that's one thing I might talk about today, about just life, liking what you have, being connected to where you are in life. But as, as, as a people, as a society, you always want to look to the next step. You always want to look to the next generations. And I think you can do both. I think you can celebrate America, whatever that is, but you cannot deny the pain, the torment, the misguided manifest destiny of it all that has led us here. You can't destroy the past. You must let it build you for a better future. And so I, I have landed in a cynical spot over the celebration of the 4th of July, but not the, the context and not the history and not this country. If you've got an American flag in front of your house for 4th of July, I think that's great. If you have one year round, I don't have a problem with it. It does make me question you a little bit. And that's just me being honest. We got a neighbor across. He, he does every once, every, like, and he did it for 4th of July, but that made sense. Every once in a while, you just, you'll come out of the house, throw something in the trash, and you'll hear some heavy metal. I don't love heavy metal, but I, I know it's got its fans and it's got its place. So nothing again, no shade against heavy metal. But you come out and there's just some horrendous heavy metal. <laughs> Not like Metallica Grammy winning metal. Like the stuff that played, uh, you know, that would play like bars in Santa Clarita or something. And that's a local reference, by the way. And along with it, he unfurls a flag that I don't even know how it, his house supports it. It's so big. And he, it, you can tell he's like, and he's, he's the neighbor on the, on the block that we are all concerned with. Comes out, he lives by himself. I think it was his father's house. His, his father's is, is clearly passed away. I haven't seen him for about a year. And, and in the last year, this guy's behavior went from that guy. In the, he's kind of a loud but affable neighbor. You hear him just talking to any passerby or uh, he would work out in his front lawn at the start of the pandemic. He's, and he's a built guy. Uh, and he just you'd see him out there just with bands and dumbbells in the front lawn. Just talking to folks. Uh, how's your Tuesday? You know, and I like being affable, but that's a fuck nut. And you got to slow it down, man. And he went from that to on the phone yelling about beta cuck males and ain't no man on this street and I'm the only man around here. And he's just yelling on the phone. I'll kick your ass. Come say that to my face on a phone call. Whole neighborhood's hearing him. It's like eight o'clock. And then you, like two days later, the heavy metal would play. All, the windows and front door would be open in his house. And then the flag comes out. It's always in conjunction. Occasionally you'll hear some metal, no flag. The flag might stay up to the next day with no metal. But it always, always culminates or starts with. And the fl flag flapping in the wind. That's where I start having problems with the flag. You want to love this country, be a patriot. It doesn't need to be a sticker on your car, right? That's, that's where I'm at with it. Um, but the other thing about the 4th of July is, is it's one of my things that I realize is a truth for a lot of things. Things that begin one way over time become something else. The meaning becomes something else. Occasionally it devolves into something else. I have problems with the term gaslighting being used a lot as, as a therapy term or an accusation. I think gaslight is, as a term is misused, 
but also I have to acknowledge it's it's what it is now to the to those people. It's what they're understanding how they use it. So I totally get it. Totally get it. But for me, that is Independence Day, Fourth of July, hoorah, celebrating this country, American exceptionalism, which is a lie. And I think it, 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 it it's that's where it's kind of landed to now it's this big giant desperate empathetic um um desire for some sort of heritage <laughs> from a group and the other people it's just you know an excuse to launch fireworks which i went from like i enjoy a good firework display if i'm at disneyland the fireworks are going i'm stopping i've got i've been in my car at disneyland and turned around and, nope, we're going to park right here and watch the fireworks. Probably this might be connected to positive memories of being a kid. Uh, my grandparents lived a mile away from, inside a mile away from Disneyland. So every every time we were visiting them at 9 o'clock, fireworks would go off. And when we go to the second floor of the house, we get to watch it. I think positive memories are, are associated with fireworks shows. I do love watching fireworks shows go wrong. That's as long as no one dies. Um there's a video going around of, of some a-holes uh, launching some fireworks in the front yard, family, kids, two-year-olds, everyone in the front. You all probably saw it. And then it doesn't really low, it doesn't explode, which happens a lot. And then all of a sudden, like, it shoots into the bucket of fireworks they got underneath the car. It just explodes everywhere. There's little two-year-olds are being whisked away to safety. One kid, uh, seven, eight, nine, is just staring at like a dunce. They have to pull him inside. And then the car catches on fire, and I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't click the follow up. I don't know if anyone got hurt or died. I don't think they did, but I was laughing because that's what you get. Let the professionals, and they'll mess up, but let the professionals handle the fireworks. And I think that's why a lot of us have a malaise towards the Fourth of July holiday now. It is like those rioters. A protest happens. A real issue. Takes to the streets, it escalates, maybe it starts to become riotous, and then you have 80% of people going, yes, let's do this, it's my chance to get a TV, I'd love to throw a brick through a police car window, or love to set a building on fire. And they have nothing to do with the cause, right? And that's, that's, that's life, you gotta deal with it. And so, as with, as with protests, so it is with 4th of July. The other thing, and this is, this is the bottom of the barrel of the list, is I, I have come to the conclusion that I despise picnics. Now, if you like picnics, I'm going to try to say, keep your joy over picnics. Enjoy picnics. I don't like packing up food, going to a place where it's, like, hard to eat the food. And, like, well, Ken, find a, a picnic table. That's why they have picnic tables. There's nothing easy about that. A light breeze. Your napkins are flying everywhere. There's ants. There's bugs. There's strangers in a park. Parks attract a lot of strangers. And I'm not talking about the residentially challenged. A lot of strangers flock to parks. You know it. I know it. The American people know it. And you want to go there, and then you ha you cook it, and it's hot. It's a Fourth of July is a hot holiday. You're sweating into your food. I like to sweat after I eat seven tacos and a quesadilla. I'll sweat my food out. I don't want to set sweat before or during my food. And, and, and the final thing about picnics, and I could go on, but I think I'm trying to talk about something with a little bit of poignance. My comfort level and my enjoyment for the social situations is based, I have to admit it, solely on my access to a good quality bathroom. And I'll go down to a C plus if I gotta. 
Women, it's a little different. I get it. It, it, you know, if you're sitting down in that cockpit, it's a little, uh, no pun intended on that word. It's a, it's more difficult. Totally get it. If you got to sit all the time, even if you hover, it's, it's, it's the problem. And that's the thing with picnics too. Name me a park that you want to shit in. Name me a park that you go there thinking, well, if that happens, I'm in good hands. It, few and far between. There was a rest stop in Tennessee. As you get into Tennessee on the 40 freeway, there's a rest, a rest stop and like mu- music museum, uh, Elvis, not, not just Elvis, but the, the rich Nashville, uh, Memphis, Tennessee history of music. It's all in this rest stop. And I remember thinking I could move there and the bathrooms are that good, right? They're on the 10 freeway coming out of Arizona or going into Arizona. There's the, what they say on the billboard, it's this large gas station with 40 or more pumps, big giant kind of convenience store, like giant, almost warehouse size. And the big sign says, and you've heard Josh McCuga and Mark Ellison, I talk about this, but the sign says cleanest bathrooms in the world or something like that. And they're not lying I went in there to do some road business and someone was mopping in there as I walked in. And I was like, you guys are not lying. He's like, no, sir. And there's not a community around. People get a job there and they travel there to take this job, which means they have pride in cleaning those shitters. That's a spot. Tennessee restaurant. Name me a picnic at a park where you've thought as you've, if you've as you've taken a bite into that burger cooked grilled on a public grill that no amount of cleaning can guarantee that whatever's there is is not there is no longer there as you're taking that bite you got to be thinking oh that but i can't do it here this ride is short we got to go home soon like that that's so combine all that public restrooms picnics a lot of people in shorts and flip-flops flip-flops Whatever you want to call them, as I, as, as I was when I was a kid, we called them thongs, which later had some different meaning to me as I giggled in seventh grade. But uh, flip flops, sandals. I do own a pair of sandals. I used to wear sandals regularly, and then one day I looked myself in the mirror and went, "Who are we? Why we're not this human?" I don't care if you're right now, if you're listening to me in the South. Where the humidity and the heat and the four foot bugs are slapping in the face. If you wear sandals, you're part of the problem. I I'm sweating today. I got this beanie on. Fine, that's a choice. But I'm in jeans right now, socks, and shoes. All right. Eventually I'll take them off. I'll put on some comfy pants, walk around with some slippers. Slippies, different than flip-flops. And when you start showing up to a 4th of July party in your shorts and your flimsy t-shirt and some real dumb hat with some ironic American flag configuration on it and your flip-flops, I loathe you. I loathe you. I don't care if you're a good friend of mine. Tell, I used to tell me, I, if Mark Ellis and Josh Bukuk, I don't, I don't want them on this show, but, you know... Uh, <laughs> If they were to come on right now, I have yelled at both of them for wearing jeans and sandals. It's not just a fashion mistake. It is a sin of the soul. I don't care how hot it is. All right? I'm not telling you to put on a suit to fly an airplane or go to a baseball game. 
I don't. I grew up in a church in which the pastor did not allow ties. It was like we're not doing that. It came out of the seventies, early seventies hippie Jesus movement. Uh, I don't need it to be formal. I just need you to not go in public with sandals or flip flops. It's a hard line I have, and that's that's Fourth of July. Bathroom, sweaty food, sweaty you. Some idiot in shorts that are not right for him or them or her. And sandals, flip-flops. Oh, you guys want another beer? Got one in the chest. It's the worst sound in the world. Firework displays that aren't professional, that your life is at risk. And then... Instead of reflecting on our country's history and what got us here, you're just chugging a beer yelling, America, I have a problem with it. So there I got that off my chest. I love the country. Absolutely love the country. Is it the best country in the world? Here's the thing. We don't need to be the best country in the world. Part of America's problem Part of our society's problem is everything is a competition in which we think the only important thing is to win instead of learn and grow together in the competition. We don't need to be the best. We just need to be better, a better version of ourselves each and every day. That's what this country needs to focus on. That's what we all need to focus on. I'm going to take a quick break. And I actually have, I, I was like, I'm going to talk about something that I mulling over, thinking about, and we're going to do it on the blathering, and maybe you'll help someone, and maybe people have answers, and it's not about aliens. Stick around to the blathering here on the blathering network. It's not that. It's the Nepsoc Network. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we are. We're back. So I had, I've had a busy stretch of time, and it's, and, and it's not all been work. It's been in cool things. It's been in uh, getting to go things, uh, go to thing, go getting to go things, getting to go to things. Uh, it's been uh, getting to accomplish things or to, uh, you know, get better, be better. Uh, I had a great stand-up show recently, uh, Jake Lewis and Friends show. I had a great set, loved it, felt so great. Uh, I have tape of it. I've thought of, I thought of sharing it with folks on. Um, the Patreon page, but every, flappers, I love it. It's the club I go to the most in LA, but every time they get you a tape, you can't hear the audience. And so no matter, it, it was a great set. I had a great set. And you know, it sounds like no one was even in the audience watching, which isn't true. I got to do that. I got to um, celebrate my friend, uh, Mark Ellis's birthday. Uh, but more importantly, the, re the, the pre-release and the release eventually here, of his next comedy special, which I really watched him work so hard to make that happen. He does it independently, and I'm proud of him and, and, and proud of the effort and, and proud of the result. And I got to do that and, and, and all those kind of things. I um, I have a uh, post-car accident. I got a, I got a newer vehicle on the way that I uh, uh, am blessed to get a hold of. Uh, you know, just like this, the, the, the 2002 Mustang I've driven, I was blessed to uh, be... Uh, Essentially, given that car, bought it for a dollar from my, my good friend Paul. And um, that was a blessing post losing the Camry in, in 2020 to uh, an accident. And the Mustang 
It's still, I'm driving around. By the way, I'm, I look like one of those people. I know because I do, I do this too, so it's okay to judge me. I'm driving around with a car with massive front end damage. I don't even know if the other headlight works. I drove home the other night and I was like, I, you know, I can't confirm that my right headlight is working. I don't even know if it's present. I haven't been pulled over yet, but I was like, I've been dri I'm driving with a lot of confidence for this. I shouldn't do them. Uh, I can turn to the right. Cover girl, I can turn to the right, no problem. Turn to the left, I have to go wide, and the car makes a horrible screeching sound because the tire is hitting the damaged parts of the car that are hanging low to the ground now. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm that guy. And, and I'm that guy, you look at it. Um, in my hometown area, there's a city called Grover Beach. And I've talked about this before, I know, but like the state... The, the city bird, if there was a city bird, like the state bird or the national bird, which is what, Sam the Eagle from the Muppets, uh, the city bird for Grover Beach is, an, is a grizzled guy with a cigarette on a bicycle, right? And he's probably 31, and he looks 70. But uh, in, in Grover Beach, that part of town, a lot of people driving cars with front-end damage or just damage to cars. And I've judged every one of them, right? My, my whole life have been like, fix your shit, man. Well, here I am. Car accident happened first weekend of June. Uh, it's drivable. Insurance won't cover the rental car until my car goes into the shop for repairs. Awesome. Get the car appraised, thinking it's going to be total. They're like, nah, we'll repair it. Uh, you seem like a, you could use the win. Uh, we'll repair the car. Uh, and I'm like, I am one day away from failure every day. But I, they can't get me into like almost August. So I've been driving around for what will be two months in a car that has massive amounts of front end damage. And I think it's a bit of karma. What's that? What? What? This is like in a year from now, I'm going to tell you about a great picnic I attended. And then I'll be like, oh, that's right. I did talk bad about picnics. I should learn a lesson here. I'm driving around in this crappy car. Anyways, I am getting a hold of another car in a, in a very blessed manner. So all this to say, all this to say, I wake up every morning and I like where I am. I go to bed at night and think, ah, I'm too fat, I'm too ugly, I'm too bald, I'm too unsuccessful, and I really don't know if I want to get up and do it all again, right? That's every day. It's every day for me. But I wake up, and by the way, Francis, our, 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 our younger chihuahua, same thing. Every day she wakes up, tail wagging, the happiest we call it Franny Day. Oh, I get another Franny Day. End of the night, she's growling and she's nipping at you, right? And I understand, Franny. I think that's me. And I, I end every night just going, what did we do today? But I wake up happy. I wake up happy. And a lot of things uh, are, at, are in my control. I can control a little bit of my... Uh, I don't want to say destiny, but I can control a little bit of my path, right? If I roll up my sleeves and, and, and work hard on some things, great. If I find the time to do some more things on the YouTube channel here like I want to, uh, then the success will find me. I'm putting a lot of a uh, lot more energy, a lot more consistent energy, at least, uh, in ASMR videos. I can't right now release more than one a week, but uh, I've seen a lot of growth in that channel. A lot of growth. Uh, as, as I hope to just, I just need to get a thousand subs and... Um, about 2,000 more hours watched, and we're there. But uh, they lowered, YouTube has lowered some of the standards for the other parts uh, of, of partnership. And I'm working hard on that. Stand up. I want to do more, but it's on me to do more, right? 
I did try to get booked at two other clubs locally, two other locations. I haven't heard back. That's 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 wonderful. Uh, anyways, all this to say, I I, I got to go. I want to shout out my pal uh, Adam Witt. A lot of you know Adam Witt and Paul Preston from the movie guys. They were uh, one of the bright spots I thought in the movie trivia showdown, especially in an era where. I didn't enjoy being there as much, and a lot of us didn't enjoy being there as much. Uh, Adam and Paul brought a great fun, a positive energy to it, and, and I loved their involvement in it. And Adam and Paul, both great guys, and been through a lot in life, and they still come out of it with uh, the best outlook I think you can uh, you can find. And Adam um, was, um, I, I didn't even know what was on his heart, but he was he um, done some work at the Hollywood Bowl and was able to procure some uh, some tickets, but he did pay for them. I don't want to embarrass him, but he paid for them. And he gifted them to uh, me, Grace, and a couple friends. And I had a great time because it's John Williams at the Hollywood Bowl. That's what we went. Did I see? Did I say that? We went and saw John Williams. I've seen John Williams three times now at the Hollywood Bowl. I have seen him a few times at Star Wars Celebrations. I uh, saw him at the Indiana Jones premiere not, uh, not not a month ago. So I've been blessed to see John Williams many times. But I'm moved. I'm moved every time I see him. And he's that good. And his songs are that good. And they are tied into the very fabric of the stories and the myths that have moved so many of us, right? And that's part of the fun. And, you, and you're going to experience that. And Adam edits a lot of the, the montage uh, stuff and, and um, up on there on the screen. And so they're, they're moving in their own white. Right. Um, but yeah, I, uh, a friend, a friend asked me a question. Uh, uh, they were, they were saying, I, I, I think I, I used to enjoy a lot of things. I used to enjoy being at things, used to enjoy doing things, used to enjoy ex- experiencing things. And I just don't seem to, derive any joy out of it anymore and, and maybe I'm jaded I don't know um, they were saying this in in, in, in a and try, I'm trying to understand kind of way and we didn't get to talk about it much um music was blaring but it, it stuck with me because I'm I I understand it and it and it can be as simple as simple as just you know being present in the moment at something like John Williams at the Hollywood Ball and I have the ability to be present in those moments. Ability to take them in. Ability to appreciate experiencing them. Almost to a naive, a naive level. I, I have learned over the years, uh, I can be very unintentionally self-centered. We're all as humans can be a little self-centered. We're the stars of our own plays, that I know. But I have a tendency to be unintentionally self-centered. Where I forget that maybe other other people haven't got the opportunity to have, or other people uh, are feeling low and I'm feeling down up and I'm not engaged with what they're feeling, and that manifested in ways where I'm kind of like, oh my god, look at this! I got gifted this like this computer that I'm broadcasting on was a gift several years ago from a lot of listeners on my birthday. Um, folks like Bedore and Tamor and uh, uh, Dave G uh, helped gather up some uh, funds to get me this computer to stream on at the time because um, I was laid off from Collider and didn't know what to do with my life, right? And I, I, something like that was, it's so awesome and it's so inspiring uh, to me and it's so just, you know, overwhelms me in a way of like, am I worthy of this? But this kind of stuff doesn't happen to me. The good things don't happen to me. So I have a tendency to, to over-emote about it to folks who are like, who I 
at the time did not pick up on the fact that they were like, great, we're so happy for you, jerk, but I don't have that, or you're outshining me, or you're not sharing in the success, or um, or just thought I was a dork about it. Um, and I didn't pick up on it for years. And it's unintentionally self-centered. And it has to, but it has to do with me. And this is where the change. It, I've always thought it was me being excited about things in the moment. But no, I think that's a little different. I'm working this out as I talk. I don't know if any of you feel this way, but like I grew up feeling, and I don't want to say it was instilled in me. That's not necessarily fair to my parents. I think if any of it was instilled, it was just the way they chose to live their lives and the way they felt. But I think I have a little bit of it. It's probably in the hard wiring for my father. Or just things, good things didn't seem to happen to us, right, growing up. Now, mind you, we had a good life. Uh, white kid in the suburbs had a pretty good existence, privileged existence without a doubt. Uh, did not have to fight for my very identity or my survival every day. But you're not, you're not thinking about that growing up, right? All they know is that we weren't, we didn't, have a lot of money. Um, we had a good house, but, you know, we didn't settle into something um, for a while. Um, I wasn't the popular kid. Uh, the girls I had crushes on, I, I didn't get, you know, again, what the hell is that? And who knows, I probably could have, but I, I thought so lowly of myself. Uh, I did not think I, w I had the attention of the girls I liked. Um Felt I lost out on the girls I liked. I lost out on the on the things I wanted to do. I lost out on uh, playing on the high school baseball team. I um, watched other people. Uh, I pulled out of drama and speech and all those kind of things that might have uh, improved my skills as an entertainer earlier on. Found myself more as a performer, but I, I got scared and I didn't do it because I didn't feel good things happened to me. So other people... Um, got a little farther, and, and that that affected me. And then moved to LA, and I I, I'm, I didn't get to go uh, further into the Groundlings training system uh, to actually join the company. I went very damn far, farther than thousands and thousands of other people. But I didn't get what I wanted. I was lonely. Didn't again moved to LA and didn't know how to get out, get talk to the girls I liked, or didn't know how to appreciate who I was to anyone there. And all that to say, when things started to happen for me. And when I say happen, I mean, I started to take stock of who I was, find some value in myself, and things started happening. I actually at one point got the attention of, of one of the um, women we worked with uh, who everyone in the company kind of had a thing for. And, and her and I ended up kind of forming a, a close relationship and friendship. It didn't end, end up the way I thought it would then and actually glad for it um, and, and glad for her. Gone on to be married with two kids with uh, the person she was probably meant to be with. Um, but I remember at that time kind of being like, oh, this has never happened before. And this is cool. And aren't people happy for me? And I remember talking to some other people who I didn't really know. They were like coworkers. And I was talking the story about, the, oh, you know, me and this uh, girl, we're going to, we're going to, we were talking and I can't believe it. Finally, finally, someone likes me. Uh, finally, the hot girl that everyone's interested in. Oh, and they were scoffing at me. And I picked up on it hours later, right? Almost like Homer Simpson delayed in that great episode from years and years and years ago, decades ago. And that was one of the first signs of like, oh, people aren't rooting for me as much as I think they are because we all got our own stuff. 
And I am not necessarily uh, being present in the moment for them and for those around me. I am only seeing myself as a sad sack finally getting a chance and finally getting to experience things. And that energy is carried forward in my life, and I'm trying to always work through it. Be blessed and be happy for the things that you have and the, and the privileges you, you, you get to enjoy and the moments, the gear, anything that comes your way. I want you to enjoy it. Uh, but I, I, I try harder to be aware of the bigger picture that other people aren't necessarily always rooting for me. Even these, I'm talking about friends too. I'm not talking about strangers or internet enemies. I'm talking about people that are like, hey, I'm going through something and it's great you got a bunch of free gifts from your Amazon wish list. Good for you. You're not even asking how I'm feeling, right? And that's why I'm saying I, I can historically be unintentionally self-centered. And this is leading to back to where I was going to. It really is. Um, but I think this question of, it's more than just being present where you're at. But are you jaded? Are you enjoying the things you're going to experience? Are you enjoying the concerts you get to go or the things you accomplish or the friends you have? I think it's very easy to be jaded. It's the other side of when I felt I didn't deserve anything. Um, I think it's the other side of not understanding that you, you've got something in front of you to enjoy. You've got something that you do deserve. And then it's not always going to be like that. And there's a balance in it especially if you're around other people. And I think I've developed this ability to be less jaded about those kind of things. Now, am I jaded about the YouTube movie space? Yes. Am I jaded about the way people um, talk about movies? Yes. Am I grumpy? Yes. But I can sit there with tears streaming down my face at a John Williams concert. I can sit there uh, blubbering, holding the tears in at uh, Dial of Destiny. Just when Saul is talking, uh, that's the scene, if you've seen the movie, that's the scene that gets me started early on the tears. Going to Rise of Skywalker and saying, yeah, there's some problems in this movie, I get that. But I'm also crying my eyes out because I'm here, I'm present in this moment. I'm getting to enjoy what I'm experiencing. I'm getting to enjoy the fact that I didn't think we'd ever get to see Star Wars movies again. And now we got several on shows. It's amazing. Uh, this is when I moved to LA in, in 1998, the idea of going to the Hollywood bowl, I didn't think I could, I didn't think I deserved it. I didn't know how I've said before I was trapped by fear. That's that tied to the dock thing I've talked about before. So getting to the Hollywood bowl seems like something so, uh, unbelievably fantastic. So the first time I actually went there, I, I, I couldn't believe it. It was the opposite of jaded. I was, I was too naive about it. Wasn't present in the moment. But I've since found a way to be present in the things that we experience and present in these moments. I remember watching Beth Orton sing at the Mayan Theater in downtown LA in 2002. I was a girl I was kind of, we kind of dated for a blip and her friend who I knew from work and a friend of mine and no one else cared about this concert or cared about Beth Owen. They just wanted to go because I wanted to go and they seemed great and I was, it was awesome. But I remember watching Beth Orton sing one of my favorite songs. And I didn't cry or anything, probably because I was afraid around this girl. And but I just remember thinking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember this for the rest of my life. I'm gonna remember this moment. I've gotta be here for it. And I think that's the energy you have to find. 
You have to know you deserve it. You have to not be naive about how you get there. Don't have any fear. Know that this all can change. And know that if you're on stage, that's what you want to do. And you're soaking up a moment where you just slay an audience. Remember that. Hold on to that. And know that you deserve it. If you are at a picnic, God bless you. But if you're at a picnic and you bring, you're with your family and your friends and the dogs and the animals and, and the food and the laughter, be there. Be there. And know that you deserve it. Know that those, those around you deserve it. If you had a John Williams concert and you've been gifted tickets, and yeah, it's a little crowded, you got some stranger nudging you, uh, you got people kind of talking around you, you don't have easy bathroom access, doesn't matter. You're there. And you can remember that moment. I think when you're locked away and you're too outside of yourself looking down and you get too, I don't know, stoic's not even the word. I don't know the philosophy behind it. But I think if you're in that situation, John Williams or the Hollywood Bowl, even if you've seen him three times and you're not enjoying it, but the only reason you're not enjoying it is you're too in your head about trying to enjoy it. You're not in the moment. You're not in tune with yourself. You're not understanding that you do deserve this or that you are experiencing it. You might never experience it again. You might experience it 15 times. but You'll experience it in 15 different ways. As you get older, you don't want to go out as much. I haven't seen a baseball game in five, six years. I sometimes miss that. That's not jaded. That's just things change. And maybe that's it too. Maybe you do get to go uh, experience something and it isn't bringing you the joy that it used to. And I think you have to be in tune with yourself enough to know that that's not you being jaded. That's you thinking maybe I'm in a different phase of my life. Maybe this doesn't bring me the fulfillment that it used to. And that is okay as well. Because that could lead to other kind of changes and new kind of joys and new kind of moments to experience. I was moved by John Williams again. Hopefully I'm fortunate and will be fortunate enough to see him again sometime. But I'm also fortunate enough to realize now to be aware of what other people don't have be aware what other people aren't getting to experience as compared to what I'm getting to experience. But know that I am also there because I deserve it. I'm there because I'm a human being who deserves good things, and so do you. And then that could all lead to the joy of being in the moment and remembering the moment as it is forever. Just as long as it's not as a picnic. That's the blathering. See ya. Bye.